0: Thank you for everybody staying this afternoon. I will not try to keep you any longer than you must, but thankful to God that you've had the mind to uh, be here a little bit longer in the Lord's house. Uh, I was hugging a sister a while ago, and I just hugged her for a while, and I just said, I just feel so much better when I'm hugging you and uh, around you, and just being with you here this afternoon, I already feel better. Uh, Usually, I'd probably taken a nap, but um, I've got the opportunity to say a few things that are on my mind, and I ask you to pray. The Lord will be with us here a few more minutes. Uh, the subject of remembrance has been on my mind. Uh, it seems like that is things in life are just so hard to, to remember. I, a lot of times, um, Sister Molly will tell me something, and I I don't I don't remember anything she just said, <laughs> and she she said. She said, did you remember anything I just said? And I thought sometimes I saw a meme that said, uh, boy, that's a really a strange way to start a conversation. Because <laughs> I, I didn't even hear what she said, much less remember. And I'm afraid to, to even <laughs> come back to her. But we keep planners. I mean, we write stuff down on dates. I had a brother ask me this morning, was I coming to their church next weekend? He never got back to me. And I usually try to write everything down. Um, And even when I do write it down, somehow I I just don't remember. Um, But we're a people who just have a hard time remembering things. And I'm thankful to tell you about a God who does not forget. He he remembers his covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God. And thank God he keeps his covenant. He remembers. In Genesis chapter 9, the story about... uh, Noah, if you want to turn there with me, Genesis chapter 9, verse 15 says, he tells Noah, he says, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. He said, I will remember. He didn't tell Noah, if you'll remember my covenant, he won't destroy the earth again. It had nothing to do with Noah. This is a one-sided covenant, a covenant keeping God, and he let Noah... Loud and clear, know that his I will remember. He didn't ask him to do it. He didn't ask you today to remember his covenant because we would surely forget. We would surely forget. There's no doubt in my mind and in your mind, I can't remember which way I'm going half the time. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going up or down. I can't, there's a lot of stuff I just do not remember. Thank God, I'm telling you, he is not dependent on you to keep his covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God. He told Adam in the Garden of Eden, the day thou eatest thou of, thou shalt surely die. This is a bilateral covenant. It's a covenant of works. Okay? He gave instruction to him. If he, you know, it was, you know, he told the Israelites, if you, you know, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And what happens if they weren't? Destruction was in their path. This is a, that was a bilateral. If you do this, this will happen. If you sow to the seed, you know, in the good field, you're going to reap that, you know, out of the good field. If you sow into the bad seed, you're going to reap it. God is a covenant-keeping God. <laughs> and the, But there, this covenant he talks with, and with Noah, this is a covenant that he will remember. This is a covenant. He put the bow in the cloud. Listen, he says, go up there to verse 10, he says, or at verse 9, he tells Noah and his sons, he said, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with you, your seed after you and every living creature. He says in verse 11, I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh cut off any more by the waters of the flood. Now, was this dependent on Noah and what he did? This earth would be wrapped up, buddy. <laughs> the flood waters would have flowed over many, many times. I remember the flood back in 2010 here in Nashville. I thought it was just going to keep on raining. We had a canceled church that morning. We went to cook. I mean, it was bad. I didn't think it was ever going to stop raining. But I don't have to worry about that because God remembers his covenant with his people. There will be sea time and there will be harvest, not because of our good works and our good deeds. Not the pace. What did Noah do as soon as he got off the boat? He planted a, hard, a field. He planted a vineyard. What did he do? He got drunk. And that his own sons went against him, you know? And he cursed one of his sons. It's bad. It wasn't based on him. It was based on God remembering. I want you to remember that. We sing the song, Jesus, thou art the sinner's friend. And I love that song. You know, verse 5 says, However forsaken or distressed, however oppressed I be, however afflicted here on earth. O Lord, remember me. He's not going to forget his children, his covenant children. He will not forget you. Yeah, I just love that. I said, just a wonderful song. You know, Jeremiah said, "Oh Lord, remember me, remember me, oh Lord." He, thank God, He remembers His children, no matter where they're at, around this blue globe, out of every tribe, nation, kindred, and tongue, He remembers His children, and He won't. He's not dependent on you remembering the covenant. He will remember the covenant. He will remember His Son. He placed all of our sins on His Son. He looks to His Son to keep the covenant, and He kept it. He did what he was asked to do. Thank God, please, oh Lord, remember me. You know, David's life was just a constant life of ups and downs, you know. that David was the apple of God's eye, you know. Can you remember all the victories of the lion and the bear, you know, when a hunter goes out, goes hunting, you know, and he kills a deer, or he, you know, he goes out, and a fisherman catches a big old fish, you know, it's a proud moment, it's a picture taken, man. Can you imagine the highs of, uh, taking down a bear and taking down a lion. You know, there was many. He took down Goliath when all his br- brothers were hounding on him for coming out there to the wars. Like, he was just coming out here to see what's going on. You know, he was, I mean, ridiculed David. But I was telling Dad the other day, I said, you know, the, we were talking about how, you know, genuine and how authentic and how, you know, it has to be God who <laughs> wrote the Bible because if I was writing about David, but it was my father, I would have never told him about <laughs> written down about Bathsheba, right? <laughs> that ain't going in there. No, thank you. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't do that about my family. I know you wouldn't either. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna leave that part out. You know, there's a lot more to talk about, you know, I don't want anybody knowing about that. Of course. So it's little things like that. You know, I wouldn't. Have, you know, David, <laughs> all, all the victories against the Philistines, and then he went out. You know, and he was not where he was supposed to be. They came back home, and now they're going to talk about his low point. Well, he came back and all their family was taken, all his children, their wives. And what, what happens? All his men, his loyal men, they want to stone him. <laughs> I mean, David was full of highs, full of lows. But David, you know, in 2 Samuel, it talks about, uh, he says, although my house be not so with God, he knew his house wasn't right. I mean, his own son, Absalom, wanted to take his life. I mean, his faithful men, his son, you know, Saul, you know, he didn't do anything against Saul. But Saul was so jealous and caught up with pride, he just couldn't help it. I mean, David was full of highs and full of lows. but he, And he knew his house wasn't right with God. He said, yet he hath made with me a what? An everlasting covenant. It wasn't based on what David had done, or what David, his highs and not his lows, every time he faltered, every time he was victorious over the Philistines, victorious over the giants. It wasn't based on that. He, David knew where he was, and it was <laughs> he was saved by grace in the everlasting covenant. Although my house be not so a God, yet hath he He hath made with me an everlasting covenant. It wasn't based on what his righteousness, it wasn't based on his good works that God accepted him. No, he made an everlasting covenant with David and he has with each one of his children here on earth. No matter what happens between your conception and death, God has made an everlasting covenant with you. We love him, why? Because he first loved us in a covenant relationship before time ever begin. Yes, he loved you. he saved us on the cross, but he loved you before time ever began and went into a covenant relationship. The one we talk about the covenant of grace in Romans chapter 8. Why is it so glorious? Because it's an everlasting covenant that he will remember me. Remember me, oh God. That means are our prayer every day. You know, he's, uh, David talks in the Psalms. He says in Psalms 143, hear me hear my prayer. When you I want, I want you to put that remember me here in this in this psalm hear my prayer remember me oh God hear my prayer remember my prayer oh Lord give ear to my supplications in thy faithfulness answer me and in thy righteousness he didn't say in my faithfulness to you God in my righteousness to you God he says in your righteousness in your faithfulness remember me hear my prayer hear my supplication because of your faithfulness not because of mine He asked him to, in thy faithfulness, answer me, and in thy righteousness. He says, enter not into judgment with thy servant. He came to the throne of grace. He didn't come to the throne of judgment. You know that throne of judgment, we go for help in time of need. We go for grace in time of need. That's what he's saying right here. He says, and enter not into judgment with thy servant. He didn't want judgment. He wanted grace, did he not? For in thy sight shall no man... Be justified. Paul talks about being justified. He is by the deeds of the law shall no man be justified. That's how I know justification. I know my righteousness is not by works. I'm not getting into heaven by works. It's based upon God and God alone. It's based upon His work. We, he is our justification, He is our redemption, He is our covenant keeping God. Thank God it's not based on you keeping the works. It's based on him. He says, for the enemy who persecuted my soul has smitten my life down to the ground. He recognized all these things, these trials he's went through. He says, my soul has been persecuted. My life is down to the ground. I dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. He says, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. Has your spirit been overwhelmed? Things in this life just, I mean, they're overwhelming Sometimes. That's what he's saying. His, his own spirit is just overwhelmed with things. They're overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is what, it's desolate. It's, it's like a desert. It's empty sometimes. Don't you feel like your, your heart is just hurting within you? Your spirit is overwhelmed with whatever you're going through? Well, this is what David is going through. He's like, hear me, O Lord. This is what's going on in my life. Hear my prayer. Remember me, O God. He says in verse five, "I remember the days of old." He remembers the great God Jehovah over Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how He carried them out of Egypt and out of bondage. He in their, you know, in their bondage and their, how they were feeling, just like David was. He says, "I remember the days of old. I remember when you rescued me from the bear and the lion. I remember me when you gave me the victory over Goliath. I remember these things." He's going back to remember. We need to remember some things. We need to look to the God that remembers us, but we need to remember some things, as David here is doing. He says, remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. That's something that'll make you smile. That'll make something that'll make that desolate heart a heart of warmth, a heart of, you know, when they were walking back on the road of Emmaus, their heart burned within them. Why? Because they were with the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. It was by him that burned their hearts I tell you, he said, meditate on all thy works. When you think about the hand of God upon your life and how he's carried you all the days of your life, that's why you're sitting here this afternoon, listening to some guy. (laughs) I tell you, you should just be happy, happy within your heart. Your heart should be burning up. You could go to a God where you remember his works, his covenant, his remembrance, not, not upon our remembrance of him. I may forget, you know, that's one of the things that I, I even take some memory pills and <laughs> try to keep my memory, and sometimes I can't remember something. I'm like, well, them pills ain't working or nothing. <laughs> I mean, memory, memory is something we all worry about. It's something that uh, you know, think about when we see older people. And Thank God I just want to talk to you a few minutes about memory-keeping God. He is the memory-keeper. He is one that will remember you. And when we're going through trials, we need to look to the Lord. O Lord, remember me. Thou art the sinner's friend. As much as I look to Thee now in Thy fullness of Thy love, remember me, O Lord. I stretch forth my hands unto Thee. My soul thirsted after Thee, as a thirsty land. You know, in Psalms 42, He uh, correlates that with the with a deer. He says, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, when I remember these things, we got to remember these things. We got to remember our great God and Savior. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them where? To the house of God. I was thinking about this earlier. I said, it's hard for me to believe when you're down and out and things are not going astray. Why wouldn't you want to be into the house of God? I want to remember the things of the, my blessed Savior. I want to be with the family of God. That's where I get my nourishment. That's where I get my strength. It's right here where we're sitting today. I can try to get it as much as I can during the week, but I'm telling you, when I get here, I want to be here. This is encouraging. This is uplifting. I can look to God. I can hear the prayers of God's people going up to the God who remembers me. (laughs) This is where I want to be. My soul needs to be here, thirsting for Almighty God. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them where? To the house of God. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. I tell you, I heard some joy and praise this morning. We heard had a little man up from on high coming down. I heard it from a covenant-keeping God, one who remembers with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the holy day. He says, why art thou cast down? Why, why, why should I be cast down? Why art thou cast down O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Let's hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. You know, he tells Noah, He's you know, the dark clouds here that we, we go through and we see the raindrops, you know, of our consciousness when we see our sin. And he, and he told Noah, when you see the bow, you see it the cloud, it's like God, you won't see the bow until you see the sun. The sun shines the light through the drops of rain until the sto- storm's over God shined his light upon you. So when we see the bow, we remember God's covenant with his chosen people. It's a glorious thing. That's what it's a picture of. And Isaiah uh, writes about that in Isaiah chapter 54. And this is the gospel version of it. You know, the book of Isaiah is split up, between 39 chapters. Of, it's kind of like the Old Testament and the law. And then the, the second half, verse 40, through the end of the chapter the next 27 is like the New Testament. And this is and New Testament things. You know, in verse 40, he says, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith through your God. Speak comfortably unto Jerusalem that her warfare is over. It's over. That's the good news of the gospel. That's what's comforting to God's people. It's a comforting, comforting message, not a scary, scary message. And Isaiah writes in chapter 54, he says, uh, he says, verse, verse 7, he says, For a small moment have I forsaken thee. Sometimes in life it seems like God has forsaken his children. Like he, he's not there when we don't see him, and the clouds are coming up, and the clouds arise. He says, For a small moment have I forsaken thee. With great mercies will I gather thee. He's a gathering God. He will gather all his children. When the time comes, when he makes his second coming, he will gather them from the four parts of the world, from out of every kindred tongue and nation. They'll all see him at once. We'll be up with him in the clouds forevermore. He will gather them. Why? Because he remembers them. He won't forget not a one of his children. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. But what? With everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord. Thy redeemer, For this is the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke ye. The mountains shall depart, the hills will be removed, but what? My kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed. Your Lord and Savior has not only redeemed you, but he has reconciled you on the cross of Calvary. And there's nobody he will not forget you. Why? Because you're in his hand. Nobody can pluck you out of his hand. He ain't going to forget you if he's, you're imprinted in the hands of almighty God that nobody's stronger to take you out. Can you think of a, <laughs> I'm telling you, the mountains shall depart, the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from neither you, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on on thee oh lord remember us here this afternoon remember us in the days ahead as we go out into this present evil world help us be a light and dark place when the clouds arise and we the sun comes out and we see the bow let us all remember of a covenant keeping god that will never leave us nor forsake us he may hide his face for a little bit here but that's only to strengthen us so when we see storm done we see the beautiful bow you know the bows are a circle you just can't really see it all at one time but i'm telling you it's a glorious thing when you see the son of you know god is the son of the world he's the light of the world he's the true light of the world when you see the sun come out the storm's over and you can see the bow of a covenant keeping god I, I just love that he said told Noah, he is i will remember my covenant i will remember it. it's not on you buddy It's not on my people to remember me. I'll remember them. Thank you for your kind attention.